back to good old 709 Meridian, an audio commentary podcast. We are your hosts, D and Andrew. Hello. And we're back with our next entry in our summer of duologies, late summer of duologies, early fall. You make the call. Um, <laughs> we're taking up uh, residents in the States now. We're free of Skull Island and um, we're back home with the king himself kong you see last we left kong he died and well this is king kong lives of 1986 so the tagline for this movie is america's biggest hero is back and he's not happy um so you know rewind if you would to the year 1996 it was an era before Entertainment Weekly. I was Entertainment 86. Tonight 86, that too. Okay, 86 <laughs> was before Entertainment Weekly. 96 was not. Um, yeah, 96 was the thick of it. Yeah. Uh, so this just appeared like King Kong lives. Movies could just oh. appear. And we talked about this in some of our other episodes where, you know. Well, here's the, pro- the thing with King Kong lives. It was also cross promoted. Because 86 was the first year uh, Universal Hollywood had added King Kong attraction to their studio tour. Okay. So Dino was like, people will have gone on the fucking ride and they will go see the movie. The ride that makes me almost no money because of my deal with Paramount. Because despite Dino... Like, Dino produce stuff for um studios like we talked about mm-hmm. it last week um so he did some other stuff there but by the 80s he'd set up his own company now the most successful mm. <laughs> well no isn't isn't no shy people is canon right I think so okay so in this era you had uh basically Dino playing Canon and Canon was basically playing. I mean, they had their own sort of thing they were doing, but they were a spinoff of the Saul kinds in a way too. And so it was all this were sort of, yeah, they, they, they were pretty much sort of prestige version of all of those guys. Yeah. I mean, that would go away with Superman or Santa Claus, the movie, but um, yeah, But like you, you had this really weird, um, not weird. It was just, it was an international, uh, flair to producing movies for Americans. So that was just very interesting that you would have this and, um, we'd see it, some of the business stuff. I, and we talked about this before you'd see it with Carolico and it basically it's that you sell your international rights for a ton of money and then you use yeah. that money to make the movie something um, else, yeah, or something else, or you put it down the line and you make a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie with Albert Pune. Um, so, but uh, the De Laurentiis stuff seemed very American. It seemed very specifically American. Um, this bedroom window is, you know, shot on location in, um, but he would, uh, Baltimore. Um, yeah. Well, I can't... he shot over here, and a lot of his work had 
people that were known. You know, they may not have been yeah. stars, but they were known and they were affordable. Yeah. So it's like it wasn't quite the same thing. Um, and there's not I don't think there was ever like a TV. This was yeah, Dino de Laurentis basically made really good or really mm, made mm. more prestigious USA yeah. original movies of the 1990s. So your your cable movie on USA, which would have a familiar star, but not necessarily one. Yeah, nobody that was huge. Nobody was huge, but USA would make TV movies, and then um, these people would be out there, and it would, you know, it wouldn't be a Canadian TV movie. Basically, Dino Tulera just just isn't Canadian. He's still not Canadian. Um, So, yeah. And this stars Linda Hamilton in one of her. So now Linda Hamilton, what people don't realize is that she was a big TV star. She was a genre TV star of the 80s. Beauty and the Beast, which if I've ever seen, I have forgotten. But it was basically like a it it was a it had a really pretty significant cult following for the 80s, which was not an era. romantic police procedural almost uh, was she a cop i don't don't, see i can't remember maybe she was in the sewers you want to talk blue lights of crystal lake go watch the clips from that just a big was that community of people in the sewers yeah that was perlman that was his big you know that was his breakout that was michael bolton okay so um the hair yeah so she was not she had not disappeared like in history at this point lynn hamilton was in terminator she was in terminator 2 and she was in terminator 8 or whatever like nobody remembers her from anything and sadly her acting has not improved very much uh she's on resident alien and she's just as um flat as ever yeah she's she plays a heavy. It's too bad. It should be Joan Allen, but they can't afford her. Um, though they do wrap it into the whole like it's a stunt cast thing, which works mm-hmm. for these things now. Um, but anyway, so yeah, and you had Brian Kerwin, who was sort of what do we say? He was like your C. He was your bottom of the line Harrison yeah. Ford fill in. If you can't get Kurt Russell or bring Jeff Bridges back, right. Or even, you know, Dennis Quaid is doing right. Jaws 3 right. or whatever. <laughs> then here you go. Okay. Counterpoint. This movie should have starred Dennis Quaid and Bess Armstrong playing their characters from Jaws 3 fighting King Kong. Okay. <laughs> and, we, oh God, there's still Queen Kong. All right. Well, you know what? We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah, why not? All right. Starting in three, two, one, play. Um, oh, sure. Um, Studio Canal. Yeah, right. Um, so funny trivia note about the home video releases of King Kong Lives. It was very early to sell through, I remember. Like it was one of the, I, I think it had like your EP copy out, but it was an L, it was an SP because it was, like they had they printed too many and not sold enough. Hmm. 
but uh sometime in the late 90s i email i was emailing with some laserdisc company that was doing special editions and i i mentioned that they should try to do the tv cut of king kong um and they were like we were actually offered king kong lives but there was no way we were gonna do that i was like ah come on nobody else is ever gonna release that shit and the (laughs) special edition has finally come out from umbrella in the uh in australia and there are no like they have a stills gallery but they got not the all the studio shit's long gone so like mm-hmm. okay so here's the end of king kong 1976 yeah big recap because sequels were big on recaps in the 80s i think that is what stallone's kind of most significant filmmaking like is yeah the recap because like you had it in this you had it in all the karate kid movies it it became such a joke that like if you cut the recap out of rocky four you're down to 70 minutes like and that was not how i mean the godfather didn't do that and um Star Wars would have been the obvious one to do something like that and did not. We gotta we gotta watch the credits for how this footage is credited because all right. Do they get a return against the Cobras? Yeah. Jeff Bridges and Jessica Lang. Because they're using that footage. Yeah, they're using that footage. Okay, now what's... Oh, it's all about how sad it is that he dies and Jessica Lange has this moment. Guess what? Doesn't matter. Because Jessica Lange's not back, dude. Like... No. Here we go. Listen to that. Hmm. Yeah. It's just pretty John Scott music. He did, um, was it? People at Time Forgot actually has a really good score. Hmm. He did that. One of the other big differences between when the first one came out and this one was opening credits had become like more of a thing <laughs> thanks to Superman and uh, yeah. Star Wars. This has a pretty bland. Yeah. It's almost like a, it feels like a TV movie almost. Yeah. Like a sci-fi original movie they would have been proud of. Like at the very beginning. But we have Carlo Rim- Rimbaldi, Rimbaldi back and so that was what um, De Laurentiis's big thing is. Because what we have here is we do have a giant Kong model there. Yeah, but it's, it looks like a big patch of fur yeah. just sitting on a... And so that was clearly what Dino thought they needed to do. And Dino was probably wrong. Um, 
This one is written by Ronald Shusett and Stephen Pressfield, who I believe wrote other their other claims to fame are some Chuck Norris movies, but Ronald Shusett's the guy who co-wrote Alien with Dan O'Bannon. So like hmm. there's like some weird genre cred and then John Gullerman coming off of uh, coming off of Sheena. But even if we look at this, this is another good example of how you can't really pan and scan this and get the whole bit. No. Hey, hold on. Wait for a surprise here. Hey, look. Guess what? It's a fucking girl. It's a girl doctor. So that dude played the dad in some movies. Was it, was he like the father-in-law in the, um, father? Mustache the guy. Yeah. Mustache guy. And he, yeah, gave, he, was, he, he was he was a jerky somebody. Yeah. He had some interview about how the most he ever made off this movie in residuals was seven cents. And he put <laughs> it up on the, and he, he framed it. Hmm. Well, you're in a movie called King Kong Lives. Yeah, you kind of need. That's kind of the problem with it is is it's like it's not serious and it's not campy in the right way. Like it's it's regardless, it's a tone shift from the first one mm -hmm. because there's no. You know, the first one was pretty big, wasn't it? Back then. Yeah, it was a hit. It was a hit. And then you go from that to Lady Kong. <laughs> Speaking of which, here she comes. Right. So here we have um, Brian Kerwin as Indiana Jones, uh, Z-list Indiana Jones here. So he's actually, well, no, modern oh, he's, day. He's, he's Jack Colton. Right. He's, he's like a, he's a D-list Jack Colton. And um, with his mules. So, had Murphy's Romance even come out yet? Yeah, it had. Yeah, that was eighty-five, I think. Yeah. So at best, he was—I don't know what was his. What I mean, he became like a dad in movies two years after this, right? Like movies and TV shows. So he did he start on soaps? He probably started on soaps. A lot of these guys, your good looking blonde boys, just started on soaps. And well, there she is. Yeah, you know, we've got our hand back again. This came out in December of 1996. 86, man. Okay, so we got like swearing for humor. And we're going straight to, um, you know, decent suits. Like, they're not bad. Like, the miniature works fine. Like, that's not the problem with the movie. Mm. Well, the movie, it's the script. It's the script and, so, and the way that, and, and Dino forcing the hand, the fake hand in, like right here, you can tell that the hand's not, wow, okay, 
Um, okay, so at this point, he'd done some TV movies. Kerwin basically could get away with the mustache in this in the eighties. That was like his claim to fame. Uh, what do we got here? Oh yeah, he was the husband in Love Field. That was about as legit as he ever got. He was on Roseanne for a second. Oh, King Kong, the Living Legend, a documentary special to promote the release of King Kong Lives, the grand opening of the King Kong attraction at the Universal theme park, as well as a look back in history at Kong in the movies. Yeah, I remember that. Mother. Okay, if they seriously have new footage of Charles Grodin, I need to find this shit. I remember that special, though. Okay, so... He's... Captured the monkey. Um, Well, dude looks like Shiter. (laughs) But we are wasting absolutely no time here, kids. It is 10 minutes in, and we've already got a first... Uh, giant effects sequence. Yeah, I mean, giant effects sequence being running or uh, a very nice scene shot on an expensive train set. <laughs> so they put are the natives regularly just knocking Queen Kong out. When she rampages? Probably, because they had it down pat right there. Unless they had really prepared for that in case it happens. They were using him as bait. That's the subplot. That's like the, they were trying to get rid of. That's your uh, funny comic book prequel to this, is that the, the natives were scheming to get rid of Queen Kong, and they found this idiot, uh, Jack Colton wannabe, and they set it up. That would have made that so much better. But this is also the era of let's have one of your unrelated sequel actors vaguely resemble your hero from the previous movie. So like, eh, you know, isn't Jeff Bridges back? I wasn't paying enough attention. That's how we got to things like, um, what was it? Kazam or Shazam or whatever with Sin, uh, Sinbad. Just... Mm. Too much confusion. <laughs> oh, God. Yep. Is he dressed like Charles Grodin from the last movie. He got the hat. So, okay, Charles Grodin was in a fucking. She's got a crush on you, bud. Boop, boop, boop. It's like a fucking townsperson in a uh, Friday the 13th movie. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I lost my train of thought there. Uh, that is an outfit. 
<laughs> oh no, Charles Grodin. Charles Grodin was in a fucking Corman movie at this point. Charles Grodin, Dino should have tacked in another half mil and gotten Charles Grodin back for this. Oh, God. Yep. (laughs) Did they do... Okay, John Gullerman had been making movies since the 1950s. And I'm not sure he ever... He made a movie with Tanya Roberts and got more affect out of Tanya Roberts than... Linda Hamilton ever displays here. Eh. She has an excuse, though. It's like, yeah, again, I mean, it's fucking terrible. It's, yeah, that modern excuse. Have, yeah, it's, it's not really. <laughs> I was just listening to this podcast that was talking about how when you try to make a crowd look big, you put the camera up high. Uh, we what we just saw back there was. Them trying Everybody to make it look like it was a riot. Piled was, on top of each other. Because what we have here, what we aren't going to address is we aren't going to address the reality of a world with giant monkeys, right? Like, what's Monarch been up to the last 10 years trying to find the other giant apes, right? Like, mm. somebody would have looked for more, theoretically. But, like, you don't want to, like, deal with that level of shit. like. You don't world build in uh, the 1980s. Not really. No, if you do it with the simplest, simplest out of the, you know, like continuity wasn't a thing. No, Star Wars was basically the only one with continuity. And that was such giant strokes of continuity, right? Like, Luke, and I am again, your father. Um, that's back when, you know, they only had the three. Yeah. And that's all we needed. This jank-ass surgery team. So I'm pretty sure this was one of the first movies to film in Atlanta, probably in a studio now owned by Tyler Perry. <laughs> giant heart (laughs) yeah now we're doing the fucking heart transplant okay so that was kong in the close-up okay so but as as we watched last week kong in the 76 king kong was not like a If there was a time that America, you know, fell in love with Kong, it was not when he was rampaging in New York, the last movie, right? Like, Uh so it's not like this, this would be a better sequel to King Kong versus Godzilla than King Kong, right? Like, because he was, I don't know. I'm just in terms of anticipation because who's watching this? Like, who's this for? Well, back then, it's for kids. But yeah, back then it was about the spectacle of it. You know, this is as big as we could have got. And what 
at this point, Kong 76 had become a thing, you know, and reruns on cable. And I feel like the ride carried. And then the ride. Yeah. The ride it was everybody was anticipation of, of the ride because it was based on 76. You know, you, go, you get in there and it's New York. The. um, Yeah, that is kind of a thing is that. While roller coaster is roller coaster culture just like died off, like, well, it's still around because they make still, the craziest shit. Okay, <laughs> but I mean, like this used to be a really big deal because this stuff was just coming up, and animatronics was kind of the shit in the eighties for a second. Yeah. On the low end, you have a uh, Chuck E. Cheese, and then on the higher end, you have fuck, I don't know the penguin. Yeah, it's like they did the robotic penguins in Batman Returns, you know, achieving the dream of the animatronic, and then after that, it was just like, eh, we're done with that. But I, I think they they did do some animatronic dinosaurs in the Jurassic Parks, at least the first two. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like T-Rex was one and yeah, I'm sure a couple of the raptors. Yeah. Because you could spend the money on it and then you could shuffle it off to the theme park and uh, amortize your investment or whatever. My problem is Jaws, though. Like yeah universal hollywood still has that shitty looking shark in there. <laughs> it's like y'all could make something better something a little on the nose than that after all these years oh god mm. well it's also just boring like yeah the problem with the spectacle of this is it's the spe- okay so this is technically a spectacle shot this is a solid enough spectacle shot but we got some major problems with it who the fuck cares and another thing is uh this whole sequence is almost like the enterprise sequence Star Trek the motion <laughs> picture <laughs> Except that didn't happen. Uh, Scotty just fucking slams the shit, the shuttlecraft into the Enterprise. Oops, sorry, Captain. So I was going to do the math on what fall Kong survived, like doing the math on. You're a 50 foot ape falling off the World Trade Center. What's that like if you're a person? But I'm not going to, but maybe I will before the description. Because that's the other thing is it's just like, yeah, King Kong lived at the end of they somebody bought his fucking body. It was not drug out to the beach. Oh wow. Yikes. Had Robocop had not come out at this time. Okay. 
There was a black kid waving a Confederate flag. Oh, God. I was going to say, are there any black people in this shot from Georgia? Wow. Oh, my God. The fuck? Holy shit. Dino De Laurentiis, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so here, this is this is a pretty good that was a pretty good match shot, all things considered. Uh-huh. I mean I don't think this song is available on the soundtrack, which is a shame. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. He's Indiana Jones. Uh. When we get to the end of the movie, King Kong and Lady Kong will be the top build, just so everybody knows. <laughs> uh. Nineteen eighties cheap computer screens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now this is a completely different uh costume. Oh yeah. Than this Rick is, Baker's. Yeah. Kong looks vaguely nothing like. Yeah, his the brow is entirely different. Like, yeah. No, Kong, don't reach for the light. I like how they didn't even cut the reaction shots right here. Like, she's not concerned in these shots. Mm-hmm. No, it's just static. so yes this movie much like how superman 2 is about how superman's never allowed to get laid this movie is about how um king kong wants to get laid (laughs) okay so you could tell them apart because i mean she's got and she's got yeah (laughs) she's got some uh Chestuses. Um, but yes, she also th- their ears are weird in this too. Like they had to make it more realistic. Uh. Okay. What did they uh. think Kong was gonna be doing during this shot? Like Here's the equivalent of our Kong jumping up and down in the, um, what do you call it? The cargo hold, the oil tanker. Ooh, wow. 
So um, Okay, here's where we establish she's a kick-ass girl with a Jeep pickup. All right. You're having your fucking party. Marching there. With her heels. There's something about, like, is it the film stock or... Yeah, it's it looks it looks like an episode of Animal. <laughs> like it doesn't look like a movie. No. Like, it's it's like the worst of um that's not Panavision. <laughs> it's not actually it's uh i think it's super 35 so yeah in the 80s speaking of linda hamilton and james cameron there was a format called super 35 where and you gotta this the weird thing about when you think about film stock is you need to think about the um the physical size of it and the mm-hmm. So the Super 35, what they were able to do was they were able to shoot basically for video, and then you would crop it for the theater. So it would be, I'm getting less of the picture, though the theory is it was framed for Panavision. It just happened to be shot in Super 30. It was just VHS safe. So this was like one of the... uh, solutions to you know doing a home video transfer it'd be a lot cheaper just to release the full thing um but it's still framed for panavision mm-hmm. but that makes me wonder if there's some like unfinished effects in the super in the full frame version But yeah, no, it's because, you know, there's a big difference between, this is like a big budget Return of Swamp thing, basically. Yeah, Return of Swamp thing with a bigger budget. Yeah. Without Louis Jordan. So... We're 27 minutes in, and Brian Kerwin is now the hero. I mean, he's like, he's on the right side of history now. Here we get a nice model shot, just Kong letting himself out of his little accessory set there. Yeah, look at that. From the model trains. (laughs) Here we get a... How did they not get... Um, Vito, what's his face? Who was in uh, the and Vito D'Ambrosia, or whatever that guy's name is, was in the Flash as one of the cops, <laughs> or Joe Grafasi. That's a Joe Grafasi cameo. Yeah. Hey, now get back. 
<laughs> so oh, wow. <laughs> this movie just like has no the C cast, right? Like, so you've got Linda Hamilton and Brian Kerwin, Kerwin. and then you got these two fuck nuggets. But like the C cast is all these local Atlanta actors, and it's just kind of like that's not it's not a real enough movie in some ways. It feels like uh an empire picture too. Yeah, but I want to know who who did John Ashton owe favors who to end up in this? I bet he was the highest paid. <laughs> <laughs> Beverly Hills Cops, John Ashton. Right. So this is before two. This is before two. This is before two, and he was still riding high on the first one. So mm-hmm. well, the thing is with the script, it comes off like it's a fucking local car, a really good local car commercial, too. Like, yeah, it's just <sighs> a movie called King Kong Lives should be a little more. I mean, this is the first big, I guess, action sequence of it, but it's and really so, not. Yeah. It's pretty underwhelming. And. Boy. They're doing a bunch of shots they can't do, right? Like. Yeah, because a lot of it is POV. What's up, baby? <laughs> You had a lot of POV shots. You got a lot of fucking like it's a, like a Richard Lester fucking scene here. <laughs> yeah. Oh. People, yeah, eyes wide open and mouths but, all dropped. Like, just think about how many stupid fucking cars were just waiting to drive into another car in this thing, right? Like, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that, that car blew up fast for even the A-team. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Eat your heart out, Ben Burritt. Eesh. Okay, but here's the other thing about this movie is in the first one until the helicopters, it's never su- why is that why is there a SWAT um from the university uh yeah. <laughs> oh, it is Georgia. I'm sure maybe they do a fucking SWAT team on the <laughs> university things. Um Okay, so scale-wise, here we've got Kong with a new heart. He's just, you know, it's that electronic, it's, you know, 
proof that Tony Stark has a heart. Bunch of destroyed campers. Oh, God. Well, away he goes. Yep. Linda Hamilton looking about as miserable as Nancy Allen in Poltergeist 3. She does look very upset. Like, just like... This is what life was like before cell phones, folks. She could have just texted him. Oh, God, he's going to have a vest on. So, yeah, every man of action's got to have a vest. In hindsight, is this just them ripping off Close Encounters? (laughs) In a way. Is this just them ripping off the second act of Close Encounters? (laughs) Like... I hadn't I hadn't thought about it in that context, but oh god, that's a miniature. He's that I don't know that that was a real background. <laughs> oh Okay, Colonel Nevitt. So we're 35 minutes in and now we're going to get the we're going to get to meet the heavy soon. <laughs> um, they should have just gotten Chuck Norris for this part. Oh, but you see Chuck Norris would have to win. I know, that is the problem. But this this is the problem is this would have been the right part for like Chuck Norris. Like but yes, Chuck Norris would never allow himself to be the joke, even though um, he is very much the joke. But speaking of the joke, John Ashton, ladies and gentlemen. His right hand looks familiar. Yeah. I think he was in something else. We do things different down here in Beverly Hills. So, despite being in one of the 80s big hit franchises, I like how that's not even like a good fake sign. Um, John Ashton sort of. Oh, no, he's in Midnight Run. Yep. Yeah. So, no, like he actually. He really shouldn't have done this. Yeah. Okay. So. What Midnight Run later, though? Just, yeah, but 87 or no, 88. But still, like. Yeah. Maybe he'd learned a lesson from this. 
Why would you give me a snake, you fucking asshole? Also gone in this universe are the world of giant snakes, unfortunately. We will not meet any more. There's there's nothing giant in America. Yeah. Except the cars. Right. No, this this is not made by Paul Verhoeven, though that would have been fucking amazing. (laughs) Here we have the Kongs frolicking with each other and... The flirtation scene. Kong's a little hurt here. Yep. She she didn't want to fucking play with his... Oh. Oh my god, this... (laughs) Oh, look at my little owie. Give it a kissy. I remember back then, like, what the fuck, man? The problem is that the other thing with the suits are they're suits that look like the giant shit. Yeah, yeah, baby. Oh, there's the, just, the smile, the smile man. He just grabbed her ass. Like, 100%. He just grabbed her mm-hmm. ass. There's the smile mask that just was like, dude, come on. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, the suits are made to look like the uh, the life size, which looks like, you know, it's got that weird upper body thing going on. So. Oh, God. Yeah, Kerwin does the scared face really well. Yeah. He looks like a Dollar General Michael Paré. <laughs> oh, damn. Damn, I was just going to say he looks like a um, working class Ted McGinley, but what is he on where he's like really funny? Oh, shrinking. McGinley? Yeah, he's um <laughs> he's the neighbor's wife or the neighbor's husband on shrinking. See, now I don't know why he didn't like parlay the whole patron saint of shark jumping to, you know, he could have played <laughs> that really well. <laughs> Okay, hold on, everybody. We're about to get an action sequence. You know when you go to the state park and it seems really scary? Here we go. What if that were an action sequence? (laughs) Jesus, look at those fucking shoulder pads. Holy shit, look at that. Oh, and she did her own stunt. Wow. Oh, this is... uh... Them being the Bickersons, yeah, they, they've ripped. They totally ripped from, um, you know, Romance in the Stone, yeah, which we did recently. Hmm. <laughs> and, uh, oh, so everybody, if you are wondering why you're getting Linda Hamilton's midriff, um, it is because 
this is 1986, baby, and uh, we're going to give you some nudity. We we still make our actresses do some nudity in Dino De Laurentiis Productions. <laughs> oh, God. Seabrits on you. <laughs> the most gratuitous. <laughs> Isn't that like PG, too? Like... Yeah. We might have to do our Conan Red Sonia season. Is there ever going to be a Red Sonia movie, though? A new one? I thought they were doing one. Well, it didn't survive. Well, it was going to be Roger Rod- Robert Rodriguez. Then it was going to be Brian Singer. I don't know who it's going to be now. Yeah, they said they were literally doing one like recently, mm. but uh, whatever. Didn't they do an animated movie? No, I don't think so. Jesus, look at those shoulder pads. <laughs> Ooh, you need me. Oh, yeah. Um... it's just not their chemistry is just nil wait a minute oh god that's right so this is the other thing folks um You would have this, like, nudity teasing build throughout movies. Um, If it was, you know, a Revenge of the Nerds movie, it would be Oh, Revenge of the Nerds had it all. Yeah, and then, like, if you were a USA Up All Night movie that actually you know, was the uncut VHS version. Well, that's a bad mat. Um, it's like a good and bad mat. It's like the photography's just wrong on both ends of it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it was just, a, it was a, it was a thing that, um, I, I guess you would say it's a soft core trick. So that, that, that's what you had in King Kong lives a movie for, people to go see in malls in as a reminder of their trip to Universal Studios or a way of telling the kid that he doesn't get to go to Universal Studios. He gets right. to go watch. Well, you don't get to go see Kong, but uh, we can go see him in the movies. <laughs> we can go watch Lady Kong groom him. You know, we should fuck, too. Kong Island. So that is, I believe, what will be the last reference to the original in some ways. Is that Mm -hmm. there is a Kong Island that people are familiar with. Which theoretically would have been, you know, exploited by the monarch of this universe. 
why is her hair always like hmm. she doesn't have good hair in the movie, but they always they they really like that style she's got. So, oh yeah, it looks like well done. Yeah, she's just Every gotten shot. out of the salon, but and then again, his looks well, you know, yeah. blow dried and. It's the 80s, baby. Yeah, just close your eyes and listen to the music, and it's a good score. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's fuck. PG thirteen, yeah. baby. This ain't your. This isn't a kids movie. Well, <laughs> so here's your alternate to the blue lights of Crystal Lake. Just your fucking shitty Just be on a soundstage somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like... Just use a spotlight. <laughs> Damn stage lights. Uh-huh. Why are his eyebrows so much in like much more plucked than hers? <laughs> Oh, are we finally getting into another action sequence? Ish. All right. You got to wait a bit. Uh-huh. There you go, kids. So he's getting her flowers. He's going to court her with trees. But now they're being gassed. So I would imagine that Dino... There has to be a component where Godzilla coming back like affected mm. this. Like Well yeah, that that was part of it. But I think again, the big push was the 
the ride. Right. Ooh, look at that slow, that weird ass slow mo and that composite. Nice, cool. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, this movie's entirely about like people being super shitty to King Kong and Lady Kong. And, and it's sort of a cautionary tale to those who are cruel to animals, I guess. Yeah, very lightly. Because as I recall, there's a lengthy sequence where we will have rednecks torture Kong. Um, (laughs) This shit isn't even halfway over, is it? (laughs) We're just about there. We're just about there. Oh my god. It's only 105 minutes. So think about how fucking short. Yeah, it's just (laughs) interminable. I mean, I remember it being bad, but yeesh. Okay. You gonna throw a rock at him or something? Okay. Is he gonna get one of the choppers? I think he might jump and get one of the choppers. And it hurts his heart. We miss talking about this. So um, the heart's got Wi-Fi. And so um, Linda Hamilton's got a a briefcase computer that's got the. uh, It's a tracker, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And she can see how his heart's doing. The heart monitor. (laughs) she's entirely dispassionate again she watches this stuff and it's like linda hamilton your entire career has been in genre like shit you you should know how to fake looking at the the tennis ball i think though uh, she accepted it after this okay so this is where she thought she still had a chance still gonna try to be a you know, a, a straightforward actress, but what? All right, we gotta look at Hamilton's career because didn't she play the girlfriend in something? Just like, yeah, a couple of times. But she took herself very seriously. I think she okay. wasn't ready to laugh about it. Yeah, she was. Uh, Children of the Corn. That's right. I think I watched that and have absolutely no memory of it. Finally. Okay, so then she did The Stone Boy. Oh, no, she wasn't even anywhere near the 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 assassination game. (laughs) Right? I think that was one. Secret Weapons, where she played... Soviet high school girls are sent to the U.S. where they are taught to become secret agents and use sex to find information. Okay. Oh, my God. What the fuck is this movie with Gina Davis? No. Huh? All right. Okay, she was in Black Moon Rising this year as well. Yeah, that one, too. And then she did that. that. And then... 
Okay, so yes, Beauty and the Beast was the next year. Then she did Mr. Destiny. That's the one where she was just the girlfriend. And then post-Terminator 2, she did a couple things. Silent Rain, Dante's Peak, The Shadow Conspiracy. Um, That's one hell of a weird cast, Shadow Conspiracy. Paul Gleason's in it. Um, and Ben Gaza as Vice President Saxon. I'm sorry, Gazara. Um, but is that like basically the last time she did movie movies? Yeah, she kind of just stopped trying uh-huh. to worry about keeping up with movies in a second. Well, there was also the whole, uh, James Cameron divorce debacle, which completely derailed her. Forgot about that. Yeah. Ninety-seven to ninety-nine. They really, they really made it happen. Mm. But they had to have been dating before that, right? Probably. Ninety-one. <laughs> this movie sucks. <laughs> God. Yeah. She got fifty million. Um, in the divorce, uh-huh. but it sounds like she had a lot going on. So yeah, there was yeah, she had a lot of business did. going on. So she had a rough time, regardless of. Uh... Yeah, fucker. I like how this. I don't think the soldiers in back are getting rained on. Uh-uh. Oh. Okay. So we're now over halfway. Primate holding division. So were you paying attention? This is possibly also where the Brad Patrol was filmed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sean Aston and his buddies. Yeah. Riding bikes past the. <laughs> Tim Thomerson is the dad. Oh, God. Why isn't this Tim Thomerson? (laughs) I don't even think they have, they don't even have that in this. They don't have like, any fun um dopey guys or anything like 
all we're going to get is mistreatment of incredibly rare endangered species and um, rednecks. Oh my God, that is Michael J. Starr. Yeah. Okay, I was completely wrong, everybody. Uh, I said this wasn't going to be in the movie, and it was in the next scene. Uh, what was Mike Starr's peak? Oh, gee. It's hard to say. It was like mid to late 80s. Mike Starr, cell guard number two. He did a lot. He did do a lot. He was a regular on that Ed show. Um, he was a regular on Easy Streets. He was in Two If by C. That's right. He was in Clockers. He was in Dumb and Dumber, Ed Wood. Trial by jury. Oh shit, he was in a bunch of stuff like 94. He was in on Deadly Ground as Big Mike. I'd forgotten that. <laughs> oh, uh 93. Uh Mad Dog and Glory. He was uh you know like supporting part, but it was like a big part. He was in the bodyguard. Yeah, I just in- saw that. Miller's Crossing. He was in Goodfellas. <laughs> he was Pooter the Clown in uh, Uncle Buck, which I do not remember. Yeah, I think he's the one that he punched out the clown that comes to the kids' party okay. drunk. This is the same year he was in Offbeat. Oh, wow. Is that Judge Reinhold? That is Judge Judge Reinhold. Judge Reinhold and Michael Dinner, the director of Heaven Help Us, which holds up. And yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure nothing else this guy ever did was ever good because it's a bunch of crap. Um, I mean, maybe his American Playhouse episode was good. Miss Lonely Hearts with Ed uh, Ed Roberts or not Ed Ro- Wow, that's not even a person. Eric Roberts. Check this shit out. Mm. Um. So yeah, I guess Mike Starr's our biggest supporting player. Um, since other than these, the two science eggheads. I think we are going to get them in archive footage credits for Jessica Lang and Jeff Bridges. I really think she's playing it straight. Like, yeah. Oh, think she gets it. Okay, here we go. The return of Kong and our biggest. This was your most impressive miniature set, even though 
we are going to cut in between very fake um, crocodiles. Yeah, that's supposed to be a an alligator, a croc. Oh, that was yep. quick. Yep. What Man, the f- where's Rick Baker when you need him? So he has captured a bunch of like a handful. Yeah. That were just but, laying there. Like yeah. the problem is that they're not good mo- like what the fuck? They they were like, eh, any any fucking rubber lizard will do as a stand-in for these. And it's like, no, dude, it won't. Also, he's eaten so many to the bone. So yeah, he's I mean, got the eyes now. Yeah. <laughs> it's so boring. How can it be boring? It's about a giant monkey. Yeah, it's about Kong and uh, damn. Mm. He's moonstruck if you think about it. Okay, it's been another seven minutes, and now we're Kind of approaching the third act, I guess. I don't know. Ugh. Haven't seen her for months, so we don't know. Mm. <laughs> yeah, like we're just jumping ahead an indeterminate period of time and not dealing with it. This movie sucks so bad. God. Okay. Gotta oop. Down he goes.
So Kong and Lady Kong have not hurt any civilians, right? Like, no, they ran off. They ran off. Everybody thinks Kong's dead, but he's living in the fucking Georgia wilderness. Now, Kong hit his head upside a rock. Yeah. In a in a longer, more creative film, he could have gotten amnesia. Oh. <laughs> Hell yeah, he gets amnesia and he forgets that he's a monkey and <laughs> It's like Muppets take Manhattan. He goes and gets a job right. with a bunch of Kermit, other. It's you, Kermit. <laughs> he starts roasting this piggy. Yep. <laughs> I guess you can sure bring home the bacon. <laughs> okay, so if you. Build yourself a giant train set. Here we go. Tying into uh, return. Speaking of return to swamp thing, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we are seriously just gonna have. Oh, This is really concerning in so many ways. Uh. But you know what? I like it better than the sequence in friggin' The Lost World. Where the dinosaurs run amok. Yeah, that's... uh... Everybody's got a boat. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> well, it's funny because it is kind of like exploitation. Like, yeah, this now it's just a, a straight up B movie. like Jaws. Yep. Maybe this movie should have had Roy Scheider in it. That would be funny as hell. He would refuse to do Jaws, but then but he, did this, to do he ended shit. up in this. That would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that 
That would have been especially funny because then Michael Caine would have been like, at least I wasn't in King Kong Lives. Like, <laughs> Sheena is better than this, right? Like, I haven't seen Sheena shit probably since the 80s because like sheena's got cute animal sidekicks mm. and yeah and it's not shot and bland fucking no, it's not shot in blando vision yeah it's not shot in touchstone <laughs> there you go that's what this is shot in touchstone it gives Although- big touchstone some of these sets here do look like Sheena sets. Mm-hmm. Which makes me question whether or not they shot it over there or not. Oh, God. Okay. I mean, they're doing better reactions than fucking Linda Hamilton does to the composites. Yeah. (laughs) That is not much of a Kong roar. Oh, God. (laughs) A lot of it sounds like Hulk. (laughs) they just use some of the Hulk roars I think this had a card set too damn did it that Remember back been. in the day, the fucking Everything card had sets. fucking card sets, yeah. But like, <laughs> shit, I, I had the Jaws. I, I got the Jaws three card set off eBay at one point. <laughs> oh wait. Okay, so that makes no sense with the um sort of setup we just had established he was walking above them it wouldn't make any sense that he would fall below them for this oh look it's really kong everybody dino de Laurentiis made a full-size kong again there he isn't the head Mm -hmm. the back of the head (laughs) oh my god The saddest part is this isn't even like unrealistic. Like this is the most realistic part of the fucking thing. Uh, Wasn't there a fifth one? Thought so. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, they beat down the one that's trying to talk since. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how did they not even... Somebody was like, you are not putting a fucking match near my outfit. Like, <laughs> it'll light on fire. All right. Oh. So now... Pretty much all the justification for hunting Kong down is that he was mean to these guys for the rest of the movie. Oh shit, he eats them. That's right. We got that coming. Hold on. Here we go. Oh, we got a big hand. Got you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yum, yum. Uh-huh. Oh, he doesn't eat him? He just tears him out. Maybe he eats this. Yeah. Bites his head off or some shit. Yeah, because this is really interesting watching Kong claw at a fucking rock cliff. <laughs> oh, no. Kong knows physics. That's a different fucking mask, yeah. too. <laughs> oh God, it's so boring. Oh wow. Um. No, man. No, you couldn't get away with that, Carlo Rambaldi. You couldn't actually get away with it. Uh, there's a boulder in there. Dude, is his eye shadow fucked up? Like, is his Bruce Wayne eye shadow fucked up? In one of a couple of shots, it was. Oh, wait, hold on. I got a heart attack coming now. Oh, that's the end of the scene. Sure hope Linda Hamilton is around. No, we don't get a reaction shot from Linda Hamilton. Oh. Oh, wow. I like their Tommy Bahamas, though. Look at this outfit. This is the first outfit they've had that hasn't been... They kind of match. Yeah. This is their Jewel of the Nile outfit. <laughs> Not sure I need to be able to see down Brian Kerwin's shirt enough to see his belly button, but, you know, whatever. Mom. Okay. So she's pressing the button that's going to correct his heart. But then he doesn't let her finish it. Pong steps on it, and now he's fucked. 
it's a it's a briefcase computer. Mm-hmm. She could have just carried it over with her. Yeah. They would have made more sense. Fucking die. Wham. God. The sets on the Flintstones look more real than the shit. What is going on with this shot? I can't remember. Oh, what? He's killed now. They'll never forgive him. They could have just had them see the hunters do this and run to get there, but. (laughs) God, another day. Yep. I think, hold on, is that our act break? I think it kind of is. Okay, so somewhat famously, Dan O'Bannon said that um, Dan O'Bannon, co-writer of Alien, co-collaborator with Ronald Shusett, who wrote this movie with the guy who wrote Firewalker or whatever, um... Dan O'Bannon like either had a book of screenwriting or something, and he said something about how the second act ends when things are in the worst case for the characters, and then the third act is about you know the re- resolution of that. Um, so, oh, there's a piggly wiggly. So what we're basically saying though is is that was our act break, and it's that Kong's got a bum ticker, and they're gonna kill him for killing those hunters. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> like, Eesh. fucking cheap ass news things. Oh, oh, oh. Kong's going to fuck up their car. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my dad's car. That shit was in there for nothing. Mm. <laughs> you can get a cool car model. Okay, so now we have like these slightly, you know, these are comedy beat scenes, except they're coming as the world's about to kill Kong. So it's just like, if you want to do <laughs> comedy beats, do them. Like, some other time. <laughs> are they try are they intentionally trying to capture a quarry or is this just where they were able to film? 
what is using footage from other movies? It's like, that's not even what. Oh, they know he's coming to Lady Kong, I guess. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Are they flying to rescue Lady Kong? What is... Spider-Man, Nicholas Hammond's Spider-Man episodes were better paced than this. <laughs> so that whole, what, two, three minutes was an entire day. Mm-hmm. I think this is it, actually. Yeah. It's gotta be. They still got to find out she's preggers. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. They got how many fucking soldiers there and nobody saw the giant fucking 50-foot ape a second ago? Like... Uh. <sighs> I feel like the scale's off on that shot. Does he eat John Ashton or just step on him? Thought he ate him. We'll find out. Okay, so here he might he might step on him because I think that's a trailer shot. Kong's throwing dirt here, which implies he could have gone around them, right? Like. All of this is implying that he could have found some other place to get in there. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, so here we go. This is very Richard III. Leonard Malton makes fun of this for ripping off the ending from... uh, Spartacus, but I'll make fun of Richard the Third, uh, the Ian McCallan for ripping off the ending of this with John Ashton here. Okay, yeah, because yes. he's, he's a little too. Uh, he gets knocked he's, off he's, one vehicle. He's off the deep end now. Yeah. How did they not just get Sergeant Slaughter? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of the uh, one of the Godzilla movies basically does that. I think it's... Is it Final Wars? Right. They get a... Yeah. The guy who looks like the dude from, from Final Fight. Yeah. <laughs> With the mustache. Yeah. I want to see that again. I remember that being pretty fun. Oh, shit. Godzilla channel. Yep. <laughs> Finally. 
they play it pretty often too, I think. That one in Space Godzilla. Space Godzilla. That's my shit. Dirt bikes. Godzilla movies need dirt bikes. Oh. Well, and that's an interesting comparison, right? Because, like, we had that overhead shot of the Kong, them flying over Kong when he was walking around the model. The Mm -hmm. subsequent Godzilla series that had just kicked off in Japan and technically here with Godzilla 85 would really buy that would come back in 89, but they made like the majority of those movies from 90 to I think 95 or 96. And one of the big things was they just had these really giant miniature city sets and they just let their um, men in suits run rampant. Um, But this just had this model shot and then fucking wasted it. Like it was just for that overhead shot. Like, Mm -hmm at least lean into the fucking man in suit shit. Like, but no, instead we've got to deal with Linda Hamilton's stylish boots. (laughs) I like how she's finally agitated because she's like, the movie's almost fucking over. Movie's almost fucking (laughs) over, everybody. I'm never doing one of these sci-fi things again. You're never going to catch me locked in genre. Ooh, what's Beauty and the Beast? I should do that. (laughs) Oh, man. This is just... Okay, I want you to I want you to think about something though. Highlander 2 is worse than this. Yeah, there's a reason why I avoid it whenever it's on. <laughs> like there were so many terrible fucking movies of the 80s and early 90s that like you can't even there is no nobody could ever get the money together for this type of weird shit anymore. Oh, maybe I should have locked that motherfucker up. Like, you promised me the moon, Brian Carwin. I'm gonna fucking put your. You're gonna just put some up there to hold it open. Right. Look at that fucking model. Oh my god. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Is that where Lady Cog is reaching from in the uh, poster? Oh, shit, that's right. So, was Lady... Lady Kong wasn't, like, a surprise, though. Like, she was in the trailer, right? No. Or... I think they tried to hold it off until, okay. like, the later half of the marketing. 
Okay. But yes, so what you would have then had is those scenes where Brian Kerwin's in Borneo in the hand, you would be implying Kong got to the tropics and or something, like who knows. I feel like that one should have hit Linda Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's up, buddy? Yeah. I haven't come to get you these last six months because um it's unclear. I was eating alligators till I felt better. There's your composites. Wow. Uh, we didn't actually think about how she was going to get out of there, but... Um, no. Oh, there we go. There goes that music. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. What happened to Brian Kerwin? He's dessert. Hmm. Oh god, is she gonna take the truck? Hey everybody, is there a truck there she can take? Oh, I think there is. Oh man. Uh oh. If you they're coming, they will come. Um. Yeah, as we we will note here, we do not have the blue lights of Crystal Lake. Instead, we just have fucking the spotlights of the. Wow. Okay, so NRA guy there was in one of the previous hunter scenes. So clearly, he was like, "I will only be in your movie if I can wear my NRA cap." Oh my god. Yep. What the f- oh gee. Yep. It's a cartoon now. It's yep. just not even Does do they at least do they kill the rednecks? Damn it. Fuck this movie. Come on. They're just gonna spread Rona. Step on them, Kong. Oh, shit, that's right. Oh, God. Much longer. Uh, Oh, God, 15 minutes. Come on. Oh, shit, everybody. Didn't you notice I had this belly? Hey, what are these fucking soldiers doing here? This is some bullshit. Come on. Ugh. He looks kind of like a werewolf there. Yeah. Oh, so Linda Hamilton already noticed she was preggers, so we missed that. Well, that one shot's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> so 
this was also, I mean, it was a little, no, well, that wasn't really that early. This was also the era of your G.I. Joe toys. So your military vehicles of varying realism. So <laughs> King Kong versus evil G.I. Joe would not have been a too much of a stretch, but Nah. Dino wasn't willing to pay for full G.I. Joe toys. Eesh. There he goes. That's, oh, fuck, that's right. He dies in a graveyard. That's enough. Come on, just finish it. Really, a bullet from a gun shouldn't do anything. Yeah, probably oh, yeah. not. Yeah, crunch. He's gotta, yeah. Like Stan Winston made Pumpkinhead around this time, right? Why didn't they just say Stan Winston make us a King Kong movie? <laughs> We'll let you direct it. How exciting. <laughs> so here's our big drama, everybody. It's called... Oh, it is the big one. Fallen Down, <laughs> Wall, Linda Hamilton and Brian Kerwin look in the wrong direction. <laughs> oh, no. I know girl's about to have the easiest labor in movie history. Not that fucking suit. That suit looks like the drawing, uh, like the bad fucking yeah, the drawing from the poster drawing. Yeah, like this is what Rick Breaker brought. He brought somebody going, "No, dude, you don't have to do the big shoulders so it fits your stupid animatronic." Dino, invest in match shots. And presumably all the soldiers are like, this is so fucking cute. Yeah, like they've stopped trying to kill anybody. Show him your baby. He wants to see. He can. He'll probably just kill it. Because, you know, you are a great age. It's an animal kingdom. Yeah, it's animal kingdom and all. You won't like the smell and you'll throw it across. You can try again. I don't know what the gestation period of an ape is, but I'm pretty sure it's longer than this is. Also, dude's way too small. He should be Mighty Joe Young size, I'd say. He also yeah. should look like a baby ape, right? Like, he should look like a <laughs> right. baby, baby ape, not like a fucking... Damn near full-grown. Right. He shouldn't look like a Spirit Halloween's most expensive ape suit.
Oh, God. My issue with this was always that Kong's not... Like, we, we don't have some implication he couldn't reach for it at this point, right? Like, he's not struggling. Like... Oh, no. What the f- uh. I wonder what movie John Scott was watching when he composed the score. I don't think it was this one. Fucking weird. Yeah, what in the hell? Well, because he's not a baby. Like, right? Like, he's not... Well, they have to explain it as that probably this is... This is how Kong's come out. No. Remember, Kong is not an actual ape-ape. That's true. Oh, he just fucking died. We can't even get a good dead composite. Linda Hamilton's kneeling down to pick his nose. (laughs) That is another big problem with the nostrils on this one. The nostrils clearly are shallow in all of these things. And you're Mm. just like, Rick Baker wouldn't have that. No. As much as I do like the score, it doesn't fit the movie (laughs) like the seeds like this is entirely inappropriate (laughs) john scott's just like ah what am i watching not this Uh." i think he just composed some music and they threw it in uh he's a very james hornery like there's a lot of uh people the time forgotten this like john scott's got his pretty and then he's got his which is kind of like john barry like pretty much Until, you know, the 2000s or whatever, John Williams was one of the few people who did not have a repeat type thing he was doing on the uh, on the regular. Okay, NRA cap is there again. Okay, return to Borneo. This was the corniest fucking ending to this shit. God damn. This came after the great Tarzan off of she's picking flowers. It was earlier than that. It was like 82, wasn't it? 81, 82. 81, 82. You tried to go legit with Greystoke and then you tried to go smutty with Tarzan of the Apes or whatever. And oh, Derek. Yeah. So though uh Greystoke had a lot of 
monkeys in it from uh, Rick Baker. I think it was Rick Baker again, wasn't it? Anyway. Um, so why the fuck they didn't, like... Dino really thought Carlo Rambaldi was going to do some great work. He, of course, is infamous for creating... Did he actually do the E.T. effects or just... He designed E.T.? Yeah, he just designed E.T. didn't do the effects. Holy shit, they did get credited. I told you. Um, Before Linda Hamilton? Yep, yep. And here we have our shot from... Ewoks TV movie one there. Uh, So Major Pete is Jimmy Ray Weeks. I believe that is the familiar looking guy. Um, I think that'll be the last familiar name in the credits. Mike Starr. No, Mike Mike Starr. Starr. Second to last. I wonder what female in the crowd did to get that billing. Based on King Kong, created by casting associate Michelle Gullerman. So John Gullerman got his wife or kid a job on this. Um, Miniature Uden, it was British. So we'll have to see. Maybe they did some of the miniature effects in the UK. That'd be interesting. Potentially interesting. The credits are only three minutes, though. That's nice. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, dude, this. Special effects department. Look for a bunch of names you do not recognize. (laughs) Effectsmen. Joe Lombardi. <laughs> Les Pendleton. Mm. Gordon Izod. Okay, miniature. Any of these miniature people names popping? Not yet. Miniature tree production foreman. I guess there's somebody who had to make a lot of miniature trees for this. Oh, Action miniatures. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, look. The Rimbaldi Ooh. Sons, yeah. Oh, second unit, AOCI. So I bet that's Italy. Oh, come on. Come on. We can do it. Mm. Recorded at Bavaria Music Studios. <laughs> oh, Unit. Uh, a truly international production. Yeah. A lot of. Come on. Catering by DEG Film Studios, Inc. Interesting. 
Well, they also released... Um... Oh, damn. I'm sorry. It filmed in Tennessee and North Carolina. It did not film in whatever. I De apologize, folks. De Laurentiis was responsible for uh, Transformers the movie. Really? I mean, but yeah. he he didn't own the property. No, he didn't own the property. I think they released it under his right. production. Okay. Is there a good list of other films produced by Delia Rentis uh, in this era? Let's see here. Ooh, supposedly. Oh, no, this was the final film in which Kong was used with suits and practical effects. Um mm. Budget eighteen million might have made fifty. <laughs> okay, Delia Rentis Entertainment Group is notable for producing Manhunter, Blue Velvet, Near Dark, Evil Dead Two, King Kong Lives, Bill and Ted One, and distributing Transformers. It also did Raw Deal, Maximum Overdrive, Radioactive Dreams. Crimes of the Heart, Bedroom Window, From the Hip, Wow, Million Dollar Mystery. Oh, that was terrible. God. That was like Rat Race in the 80s. Man. Yep, with Tom Bosley and Eddie Deason. Nope, we're not mm. doing that. Um, Weeds, which was, yes, that was the Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. Hiding Out. <laughs> date John Cryer. Yep, Date with an Angel. Yeesh. Um, which might have been the second uh, Tom McLaughlin movie done by... You mentioned um, Dune, right? No, because Dune, was Dune a... wasn't... Dune was universal. Dune was not... He just produced that. That was pre-his own company. Um, DEG did actually distribute Pumpkinhead, so he could have gotten in business with... Um, What's his face? Stan Winston. Dracula's Widow, which uh, was probably terrible. Um, oh, wow. That's Lenny Van Dolan. Okay. Christopher Coppola. Okay. Uh, Bill and Ted won Collision Course in 92, which was Pat Morita and, and Jay Leno. Jay Leno. Um, filmed in 89, not yet really not released until 92 when they were like, oh, wow, Jay Leno is even worse at this than we thought he was going to be. And then finally, Rampage, which was delayed from 1987. So basically, Bill and Ted's is the last and Raw Deal was the first. But all of these movies were released between 1986 and 1989, February 1989. So for a very brief period, De Laurentiis yeah, tried all to do place. it. Yep. Um, okay. And DEG had the earliest version of Total Recall in pre-production with Patrick Swayze as Quaid. Um, was going to be shot in Australia when the company went bankrupt. The film went to Carolico and history was made. <sighs> okay. Well, uh, yeah, that sucked. So, bummer. Oh, next, do we have... We don't have an announcement for next time, folks, but we'll have something next time. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> and it won't be as bad as King Kong Lives. Yeah, we gotta avoid. We gotta avoid that King one, Kong Lives. That one brought it up. Brought eh, that one brought all the. Uh, we haven't done anything that bad in a while. Fun out of the room. 
What's the last? Uh, oh, I mean, we did do Jewel of the Nile, but Jewel yeah. of the Nile, Whale of the Tail. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's been some bad ones, so yeah. Uh, okay. We're gonna... So yes, we'll, we'll be back. Um, I don't know, man. And shit, if there's any requests, you know, there's a yeah. whole comment section down there. I'm not sure if you guys even go through our uh, banter before and after the movie, but. You know, we'd we'd love you guys to just kind of interact just a little bit. We appreciate the likes and subs and everything, but, you know, give us something more than just some random comment that we really do not understand. (laughs) Like, you know, it's it's, it's cool. We we appreciate it. But, yeah, give us a little something, something. We might even shout back. Yep. Just don't recommend (laughs) a DEG season, please. I can't. And no trauma movies. No trauma. That bullshit. No. Um, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, we might even try something new. You know, uh, TV show episodes or something. So. 